This is money line. This is money line. This is money line. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Nice camera action. Hello, world. Welcome in on a beautiful Sunday morning. This is Moneyline. Every single Sunday from 10 to noon, that's my partner in grind, the statistician at Josh Jordan 97.5, where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Happy Sunday, my man. We have an NFL schedule now. It's almost like a Christmas, because last season, it felt like, well, what does it matter if we're not going to be able to attend some of these games? This year, it was a little different. You can start circling which games you'll try to get to before we get to all that. We got the man behind the glass trying to keep us in check, making sure that we act right for the next few hours. Um, my man, Dell at Dell. V2 is where you can find him on Twitter. I'm sure he has a little bit of thoughts also as far as this NFL schedule because I don't want to be the guy, though, that goes through the schedule and says, all right, win, loss, win, you know, because at that point, then you just start speculating and just saying, all right, this is in a perfect world. This is the way it goes. But I at least have a a glimpse of what, what it should look like. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. It's uh, we know it's going to be a tough year for the Texans. It's. They're over under, according to Fox Bets, is like four and a half. I went and pulled that up the other day just to kind of see, you know, now that the schedule's out. Because we knew who they were playing. We just didn't know when. But uh, four and a half. What do you think about that number for the Texans? I got a lot to think about that and to say about it as well. We're going to, man, I got so many angles to this because we're going to match it to before the schedule release, what happened after the schedule release, um, what this week one spread means. Because now that we see that what Vegas is looking the Texans as in this specific situation, we get a glimpse of, uh, or a look overlook, I guess, of, as to where, okay, if, the, if that's the way they look against the Jaguars, what's the perception versus X team? We're going to get into all that because I even have the spread for all the games going down throughout the Texans' wow. entire season. So we'll look and see. We're going to play an over-under game. How many games will they be favored this season? <laughs> I have thoughts. Maybe one game? Okay, over under. Let's set it at one. How many games will the Texans be favored in this season? 713-780-3776. This is Moneyline at Moneyline975. It's where you can find us on Twitter. We're going to talk a little bit about everything because we have, again, the schedule to get to. We have also the ongoing uh, Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Let's call it soap opera. Maybe a little bit of news out of the Watson world, right? Because we figured that it was everything was on the hush for a reason. Um, I think that the dots connect to that reason being correct, but now it's a game of he said, she said. Like, no, we didn't. We didn't say that. And yes, you did. All of a sudden, now ESPN dot com comes out has an article saying that they've seen the proof of certain things. So we'll get to that as well because any news as far as Watson is. It's, I'm not going to say groundbreaking, but it's a step closer to figuring out what the hell's going to happen. Yeah, this is. Uh, it was very interesting this week. What came out from from Watson's lawyer? What came out from Tony Busby? 
you know, Mike Florio, you know, he does pro football talk and NBC sports, you know, he used to be a lawyer. So I like to kind of hear his thoughts on this stuff because, you know, he had experience doing it. And what he said was really interesting is that typically in cases like this, Watson's camp wouldn't want people to know how much the payouts were going to be for settlements, right? And the, the logic for that is if people think everybody's getting a check, then everybody's going to want to get in on it, right? So they'll make up some bogus lawsuit about Deshaun so they can get a big check. But he's saying in this case, with Rusty Harden wanting to make that information public, they're not concerned about that. And that makes Florio think that they're confident in their case and that the payouts are going to be such a low figure compared to what everybody's expecting that they want people to know that because he thinks that helps them. That if they think Deshaun, look, he didn't even have to pay out that much, they're going to think, well, maybe what he did wasn't that bad. you know, Or, or maybe they don't think they have a great case, so they're taking this small amount of money here to settle it. So Florio thought it was a bold move by Rusty Harden, and it, it, it might pay off. If it, wouldn't that make you wonder if, if you find out that people are settling for like $30,000, wouldn't you kind of be like, man, that's, that's not much, you know? I'm thinking that way as far as aspect of – I'm not trying to say or, or, or make it does the amount that he pays match the um, – I don't even know if we call it crime. Let's call it the whatever activity it was. Yeah. Right? Does it, does it not, does it make it a, fa- a matter of did certain person just settle not knowing they could have got a lot more? And You know what I mean? It, but like you said, making it public makes it seem like they have nothing to hide. Nothing right? to hide. Yeah. Now you come out and then now you're hearing from, that's the story this week from Rustin Harden's side saying that they've, they have been reached out before. They, they've been contacted saying, hey, let's, let's, take, let's, take about, let's talk about settling things. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about settling things. Once he says that, then all of a sudden, Busby's side comes back and says, that's, a complete, that, that could, that's completely false. We're not looking to settle anything. And then now all of a sudden, ESPN.com has got an article saying that they've seen text. Yeah. So, so something's there. Well, this all started with them trying to negotiate a settlement, right? From the beginning, I think they asked for a certain amount, like 100 grand or something like that. And, and Deshaun's camp said no. So, I mean, this all started with it trying to get a you know a payment offer and i can't imagine that that's not the point of all this right that's why you do a civil lawsuit is to to get money tony busby went out and posted on social media not that many care about it anymore but there is a thing called justice we'll find it contrary to what mr rusty says we haven't we haven't approached them to settle ever when they approached us they insisted we sign this we obviously didn't reach out to them they begged us via the texans to mediate we hold the cards. The truth sometimes or most of the time hurts. We approach them, question mark, exclamation mark, my ass. <laughs> now he threw the Texans in here? The yeah. Texans have been real vocal about saying that they don't want to get involved in this any kind of bit. Right. And they've denied that. You know, I think that was on PFT Quick. also. Yeah, the Texans are like, no, don't, don't get us in there. And, you know, we finally heard Cully talk, the Texans' new head coach, and you know, when asked about Deshaun, he just deflected, said, you know, Cal and the, the GM have already commented on that. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. The text messages and recording reviewed by ESPN show a member of Busby's team approaching and using the terms working things out. Do you believe that? What side of you, if you were a judge right now and you had these two sides, what side would you lean on right now? Not as far as is Watson uh, uh, guilty or not or what? But who's trying to settle here? You know, who, who's who's willing to just, you know, listen, I've, I've got what I wanted so far. Let's stop it here. 
Yeah, I, I think a settlement is coming, and so does Florio. He thinks that this back and forth with Busby and Harden is just kind of negotiations, essentially. And we hadn't heard anything for almost three weeks, remember? Like, it was really quiet. And the thought was, even Rich Eisen said he heard during the draft that these things were getting settled, and he thought Deshaun could be playing for another team as soon as, like, week five of this year. Like You know, and then we... We hear from Tony Busby that they're not looking to settle, which is completely the opposite of everything else we heard. I think a settlement is coming. I think Deshaun wants this behind him. And if the, the figures are low, like we thought they, like we're hearing, they're not going to be big payouts, then Deshaun's probably like, great. There should be an extra settlement on the table that comes from the Texans via Houston Texans. They tell, hey, Watson, you know what? We're, we're willing to settle too. Let's take, let's take back what we did. We can't get Hopkins back. We can't. Yep. We'll give you a few saying things. You know, let's settle. That's what the Texans need to do right now. They need their own settlement because key the key thing I took out of what you just said, you just said that they're talking about him maybe playing for another team that early in the year. So yeah. you're sold that he will not play for the Houston Texans ever again. You're sold on that? Yeah. I. To me, that's kind of an Easter B thing. You know, like remember he used the, the Robert Kraft thing as a reason why he wanted out of New England. I can't imagine. I mean, they've gone out and signed all these super religious dudes. You know, what Deshaun allegedly did is not really on brand with all their God squad kind of thing that they've been on lately. So I think I think eventually Deshaun's going to be gone. Imagine that in a confession. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've, I've been addicted to massage. Yeah. I think that's going to happen at some point where he'll go to sexual addiction rehab or something you know what i mean and 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 this will all go away but the thing to me that sticks out after this is that's all like just to kind of cover everything up to 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 act like everything people learned a lesson or not yeah but you clearly see that he doesn't think that there was a crime committed when they come out and they say that when the accusers are are, are giving their you know uh, recollection of things they're saying no, nah, this is not true, you know, mm-hmm. or or that that didn't go down. At no point do they just say, okay, maybe it was, you know, it was. No, nah, you know that didn't go down like that. We've heard you, t- uh, you know, telling people about it. You, you were you were you were proud about yeah. what happened. He's taking that route. So I, to my, in me in my head, there's no lesson learned here. Maybe to him as a man, like man, I shouldn't have been so sloppy with it. I think that's what it is, right? And the fact that he was still doing this allegedly, allegedly in March after <laughs> yeah. after he'd already been notified. Ain't that, no way he yeah. learned a lesson. There ain't no way that he learned a lesson if he's still doing it after. Yeah, after you're being threatened with lawsuits and you're still doing this stuff <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, that I'm with you, man. Like, I, and we know from his side that consensual sex happened in some of these circumstances. And you figured that right off the top. Yeah, right. You knew whenever X amount of names came out, you said. Not to go in and, and, and act like we know anything that happened on it. I mean, maybe there's a small chance that all all of them did happen. And it wasn't consensual. But you somewhere along the line, being Deshaun Watson, right? You know one of those went in sexual, yeah. right? But but then you ask yourself, how many of them are, or did he overstep boundaries? Or and then you, didn't, you're asking too many questions because at that point, you're saying it shouldn't even happen. You shouldn't have allowed yourself to get in that position. And then you continued and continued and continued that at one point becomes a problem, and I think that's what we have on our hands here. You you don't want your quarterback with extracurricular uh, activities in this form. You know, you want your quarterback worried about other things. I didn't want Peyton Manning doing, you know, worried about massages. That guy was worried about other things. He was, and he got into something kind of similar to this, but in college. 
You know what I mean? And that's the big difference. Once you go to the pros, you're the CEO, you're the face of the franchise. You, you don't, you're not the wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like the expectations of Michael Irvin is very different than your expectations of Troy Aikman. You know, the quarterback is viewed differently. And the team plays off of them. If you got yeah. a wild quarterback, then it, 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 imagine what the quarter the receiver could be. Right. It, it gives him a chance to cut up. He's got to one-up the quarterback. Wide receiver's got to be the diva. Yep. 713-780-3776. We're going to get into the week one spread. What do you think? What do you, I think is going to happen if Watson isn't in that game? This is Monday Line ESPN 97.5. My name is Bob Lee, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. That's Josh Jordan. That's my man, Dell, And I am Jerry Bowe knows with a Z. We talked a little bit about Watson. And I guess we've gotten, I'm not going to say news, because nothing groundbreaking. But we know there's something going on behind the scenes. It's about... Who who pulls whose card first, it seems now. Because now we're seeing blatant lies come to the table and say, no, we, we've never reached out. And there's proof. So now, where do we go from here? Because I asked you and you not even hesitate. You tell me, yeah, I don't think that Watson's going to be here. Whenever Jacksonville at Houston, Jacksonville at Houston, that line was released. And I see that, I see that spread. It tells me that the odds makers are saying the same exact thing. There's no way that Jacksonville should be favored one, maybe one and a half point at some books against Houston. That tells you everything you need to know. It does. I I don't think Deshaun, even if he's still on the Texans, you know, there could still be a suspension. You know, there's so much stuff that we haven't. I don't think he's going to show up. I mean, I, I really, you know what I mean? Like, Boy, I, we I, get I, to that point. I, and I know that's. Like, he needs to show up, to, and then he gets put on the commissioner's exempt list. I, I don't know. I think I think it's the June 1st deadline, I believe, is after that. There's less of a dead money cap hit the Texans would take for trading him. So I think maybe sometime after that deadline, we see a deal get done. If I tell you that Houston's getting points at home against a rookie quarterback, a rookie coach, they're getting points. Then in what other game in the season can they possibly be favored if if they're in that spot and and they're getting points? Think about that. So then you go let's let's go to week two for example at Cleveland. You're talking about the Cleveland Browns are a twelve point favorite. Yeah, twelve. That feels like a lot, but I mean I don't think either one of us don't think the Browns are going to win that game pretty easily. You know, I don't know if by 12, but, you know, at least by seven, I would say. Even further, this is how bad this team is predicted to be. They're underdogs in every single game. Not only underdogs in every single game, but outside of this Jacksonville game, they're underdogs by more than a field goal. 
You have to go. You have to go to Carolina at at home. Houston is 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 underdog by four points. You have to go to that game week three. That's the, the only game they're getting four points at home against Carolina. Outside of that, you. What about the Jets week twelve? Like I, I would think that would be almost kind of a, a pick 'em kind of game. It's you, the Jets. Houston plus one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. This is. And this is all projected. Uh, again, uh, many things can change. But think about what we're saying here. They're going to be getting 11 and a half week six against Indianapolis. And, you know, and I thought about this the other day. Are, are we totally just thinking about this wrong? Because couldn't you see this division if a couple things fall this way? And I'll, I'll tell you what. Couldn't this be kind of like the NFC East was last year? I could see it play out to where this AFC South is just terrible. Like, all the teams aren't good. What if Derrick Henry finally breaks down a little bit? We've been waiting for it to happen. You know, what if he gets nicked up this year? They lost so much, you know, Corey Davis going out the door. You know, they don't have a lot of other stuff, the Titans. If Derrick Henry was to miss a decent amount of time, they're not going to be very good. Jacksonville, what if Trevor Lawrence just kind of has a, you know, a rough rookie year? That could happen. And they were terrible last year, the Jags. Would they win one game? So there's, I could make the argument that they're not going to be very good. And what if Carson Wentz is, continues to be terrible? Then the Colts could not be very good. You know what I mean? I could see a situation where a team that doesn't even get to 500 might win this division if things break that way. The lowest out of the eight divisions, that AFC South is projected win per team about 7.32 wins. Yeah. That's <laughs> about, yeah. That's t- and remember, we're at an extra game this season. Yeah. 7.3 wins, and again, these are all calculations. So many things can change, obviously. Uh, every year you have a surprise, but what can possibly be the surprise here in this specific division that the Jaguars come out and be some world beaters? I mean, any any kind of progress and, and, and seeing them go in the right direction with a new quarterback? And I mean, what are we expecting Lawrence to go out there and do in this first season? I think he'll be good. I think ETN, I think you saw – you know, on PFT that they're they're having him run routes and you know getting out there and slash re- receiver. Yeah, and you know, so I but their defense is going to be awful. I think I don't feel like they did a whole lot to improve their defense. Titans take a step back. Man, if Henry's not the same, and he rushed for over two thousand yards last year. Typically, running backs have a fall off year after they rush for two thousand yards, and now he has a longer schedule. I think this could finally be the year that Derrick Henry just you know isn't quite the same that he gets nicked up a little bit we spoke about the texans not being favored in any game not even one they're the underdog throughout the season as the line stand right now you go to tennessee for example they're favored in five of the first six games you see the difference and we're talking about teams going up against indianapolis they're favored against indianapolis they're favored against that jets team they're favored against that jacksonville team at jacksonville so you're telling me if if Tennessee is a minus four, for example, at Jacksonville, then the and, and the Texans are dogs at home. Yeah. So there's an eight point gap. They're telling me eight and a half point gap between Tennessee and Houston. So that's exactly what these lines are telling me. Yeah. Are, is are the Titans eight and a half points better than Houston? If Derrick Henry's right, yeah. I. I mean, this was an all-time awful defense last year for the Texans. I, I, I don't love a lot of the moves they made in free agency, and now they're switching to a 4-3 defense. I think they'll be a little more predictable. 
I think the defense is going to be bad. For fantasy football all year, Jerry, wait for this. When we're doing the show, hopefully we're doing the show, when football season comes around, we're going to be picking out all the teams playing against the Texans. Start start your receivers against the Texans. Start your running backs against the Texans. That's how we're going to give people advice. How do you feel about the way that the Indianapolis Colts schedule ends? Uh, obviously, Texans are going to be in there week 13, but starting week 12, let's say Tampa Bay, then they got – Houston, whatever, New England, Arizona, Raiders, and then obviously Jacksonville. But they, I think that it's a make it or break it for them around that time because, you, like you said, anyone can win this division to yeah. me right now. Uh, I don't even know if they'll have a winning record. Yeah, I don't. So all these games will be pivotal. Just it just to me, man. I I just don't see how the Texans, if they're underdogs in every single game, where the hell does the four and a half wins come? That's what you can bet in Vegas right now. Yeah. Four and a half wins, if even four now. It's gone down to four at minus 145 at places. So they're telling you they're juicing the under. They're telling you that the Texans are probably going to win three games. Yeah. I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm trying to picture the three. It's so odd because if the AFC South is as bad as it could be, right, then the Texans could squeak out a couple of those games. You know, it wouldn't shock you if they beat the Jags week one. No. You know, you know, to like, at least split yeah, with them. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. And, you know, if Carson Wentz isn't very good, you know, you know, maybe Tyrod Taylor has a good game. And, you know, beat, they beat the Colts one time. Maybe he punts, returns, uh, catches interceptions. <laughs> yeah. And coaches. <laughs> and gets some tackles. Yeah. What do we go, do going forward, though, with this specific line? Is there any advantage you can take saying – you take Jacksonville now saying knowing that Watson isn't going to be playing, does that line go more? Is there going to be an overreaction as soon as you hear Watson's gone or, you know, Watson's eligible to come back to the league or or Watson suspended, whatever the case, whatever they end up doing with him and people get a, a, a statement and say, okay, we know he's not going to be there week one. What does that line do? Does it go more Jacksonville by outside of a field goal? Because I'm trying to find right now is when you try to find value angles I'm trying to do it with the Packers games you can go down four weeks into the Packers season and start picking out there's places that let you bet week four right now and if you don't think he's going to be then then by no means they should be favored by you know a touchdown over the Lions if we don't know who the quarterback's going to be in Green Bay yeah no they're they're I think the line might move a tiny bit with the the Jags Texans game if we get some final information that Deshaun, there's no way that he's playing in that game. That Yeah, I think it, it could move a little bit. I don't think a lot. I think most of the line makers assume that Deshaun's not going to play. Right. At 12 points with Cleveland, yeah, that's got to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. With the Packers, I think Aaron's going to stay in Green Bay. I, You know, I know we've heard a lot of stuff, but I think he's going to stay. You think so? Yeah. If what, what Betting-wise, if we, if we were a betting show, who would have the uh, who would be favored that they start week one for their team? Is it Rodgers or is it Watson? You, you're saying Rodgers, obviously, right? Yeah. But heavily more favored over like that much more. You think that it's? Yeah, I don't even think it's close. I think this was all just leverage to, you know, get Aaron wanted more guaranteed money because I think all the guaranteed money was off his deal. I think this was all a big, you know, a big scam to to get more money and to get the Packers to appreciate him a little bit more. So I, I think he'll stay in Green Bay. Appreciate you got a grown man and and Matt Lafleur coming out and saying, you know what, we just need Aaron Rodgers back in the worst, worst way. way. When, when you use that, 
I've heard a friend use that term whenever his wife left him. And he said, I need her back in the worst way. You know, I messed up in the worst way. I shouldn't have cheated on her. I heard this man say in the worst way. Whenever I hear a grown man a year ago, they were arguing about, give me that playbook. That's my playbook. Uh You know, I'm calling the plays here. Just months ago, we saw him take the ball out of the of the MVP's hands and say, you know what? That's not where we're going to do on fourth down. And then all of a sudden, he's getting to, the, I think reality's hitting. And he's thinking, am I really about to lose Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. The, the MVP. We're, we're going to piss that guy off. That's smart. We want him back in the worst way. I, I know he knows that, and we'll continue to work at it each and every day. They've let the... That's why what you say has got some ground, even more ground to stand on that he might not because now they're letting their guard down. They're saying, all right, Aaron, mm-hmm. what is it that you need? Yep. Like, let's let's make up. Man, I think that he is going to end up playing there. You can take advantage of these lines, I tell you, because before all this news came out, for example, Packers to win the division was over minus 400. Now, if you catch it right now, places it's minus 150. The Broncos, or, or I'm sorry, uh, uh the Bears moved up. The Broncos moved up in their division to win theirs because they were painting Rodgers to go to the Broncos. So Broncos are over there at plus 200. So you can find value in that division as well. See, wherever they they were planning Rodgers to go, value opened up. The, there's no way that the Broncos should be plus 200. No. I think the only other thought is maybe maybe they go after Deshaun. You know, that that's possible. I, I think it's either Denver, Carolina, or Philly. I think that's where Deshaun lands. Whew. I thought you were going to say Rodgers. No. I, so I'm, I'm thinking that the Denver doesn't only have Rodgers they can go after. They're after somebody. Yeah, they're obviously. after somebody because Drew Locke's still sitting there. I, I feel like they're just trying to be flexible because they, they have a lot of cap space. Like, they can bring in a quarterback. 713-780-3776. We're going to jump in around the league as far as scheduling and see if we find any good games because we hear that Brady's going back mm. to the place that he's going to go ahead and put a stake in him. And the tickets are going at an all-time high, higher than any ticket ever. And I'm going to tell you exactly how much that ticket costs here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. SPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. Shout out to everyone hanging out on Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash ESPN 97.5. Come kick it with everyone. We got shout out to Evo Hojo, the general, Jefecito, Kobo's Q checking in. I can smell the barbecue through the computer right now. Give me a little bit of whatever you got going. I don't even know what it is, but it's something good. Sweet Donna, what's up? Chuck D, everyone. And I want to get to everyone on uh, their opinions because during the break, we brought up the question Josh asked. Brady, we know that the schedule come out, and he will be making a return to the Patriots Stadium. Does he get booed? 713-780-3776. Do you think the people in New England are going to boo him, or does he, 
is he is he still the king? You know, is he still gonna? Are they gonna give him a standing ovation, or do they just kind of sit there, you know, and just say, "Man, let's just stay quiet." Is it gonna be awkward? I'm curious how they react here. My, I think they're gonna applaud him. Actually, I mean, he was there forever. Won him what six Super Bowls? I mean, and Belichick's the one that chased him off. So I think they'll wel- welcome Tom back. That's just that's how I think that's gonna go down. But I could be wrong. Who does that game mean more to, Brady or Belichick, or the fans? You know, or, you know because you got to throw that in there. Does a Patriot fan inside want to win that game at home just to make themselves feel like you know what we got Belichick and we? I mean, whatever the case is, or out of those three, who's it mean more to? I think Belichick because because he's down, right? You know, Tom <laughs> went to another team and won the Super Bowl the next year, yeah. so Belichick's got more to prove. As of right now. Tampa Bay at New England, New England getting two and a half points. So Tampa Bay, a small favorite. It's funny. I, I think Tampa's going to be really good this year. Have you seen Skip Bayless's new thing? You know how he's always got some kind of wild prediction he likes to throw out there? He's saying Tampa Bay is going to go 17-0 and 0 this year. <laughs> With a straight face. Yeah, he's serious. Now check this out. This is what I'm serious about. According to Warren Sharp, Brady... Is 1,154 passing yards short of the all-time record owned by Drew Brees. If he averages what he averaged last season, 289.6 a game, he'll break the record in week four. Week four in that stadium. He's got it circled on his calendar. I guarantee it. Just to throw in a a little bit more into that. And I teased the ticket price for this game. Just think about that. People wanting to get into that stadium just for that uh, the emotion that's going to be running through yeah. that stadium, right? And especially let's say he's in the in the in the position to break that record, that adds a little bit more to it. Well, the tickets the highest priced ever for a regular season NFL game. It's going around. Um, it, and it depends. Again, it's it depends where you get it. I saw Tick Picks, for example, and they you can't get in that game for about eighteen hundred bucks at, when I last saw. Oh, whoa! Yeah, some are going up to ninety nine hundred. I saw one guy bought five tickets for fifteen grand right off the top. <laughs> They're saying that it's basically Super Bowl pricing. That is crazy, but it makes sense, right? And if he breaks the record against Belichick's defense, remember when Peyton Manning broke that record against the Texans? Uh, we could see that. I, man, I'd want to be in that building, too, if I lived up there. That's going to be must-see TV. Must-see TV. Yeah. As a Brady fan or as a, just a Patriots fan, whatever it is, it's, it's must-see TV, especially if he, uh, if he breaks the record on that yeah. day. I mean, just imagine that. It's going to be circled on Tom's calendar. He's going to do everything he can to make sure that's the case. He wants to stick it to Belichick, man. And I undercut it. I'm sorry. I, I said 1700 It's 2700 a ticket. Oh, jeez. Right now. To put that on perspective, the Patriots versus the Chiefs in 2017, that was 689 it, It's Tommy. It's Tommy coming back. This and is a big deal. It's. I mean, TixPix is saying that it's their highest. They're talking to, to sc- ticket scalpers, and with what happened last season – they're, they're thinking this is this is my time to shine again. You got all these all these uh, ticket scalpers from that area saying, "Man, we're we're selling the house." I mean, I don't even know how high I could set these tickets. Some are thinking the later it gets or the closer it gets to game time, depending what happens, especially with that record, I could sell this for X amount. Well, what's cool about it to me is you always see these matchups like 
like Brady versus Manning and but it's not really Brady versus Manning. You know, it's Brady versus that defense and Manning versus that defense. In this case, it really is Brady against Belichick because, you know, Belichick coordinates that defense and Tom's the quarterback. It really is Tom going against Bill. I I hate to even make it that way because it's so corny. You know how corny they're going to make this oh, leading dude. up? It's For gonna, weeks, they're going to be teasing. It's going to be corny the whole offseason. Every time that Brady comes up, any any Patriots game, any Bucks game, any anything, it's going to be corny. They're going to wear it out. And that's what I don't like about it. Just let let it happen. It's it's week four. Now I went back and, and looked at, you know, when they talk about the uh, how they put the schedule together, it's like 80,000 simulations that they do, and then they end up coming with like a group of, I think it's like 5,000, and they dwindle it down from there. Well, they made sure that this game was – in the front end of the season in case there was any injuries or anything later on. That's what I, uh, I read into that. They wanted to make sure that this game took place somewhere in the, in the front end. That makes sense. So you're thinking cam still be the quarterback week four. Probably. Right. I don't see how he can't. At yeah. this point. I mean, what can he possibly do wrong? Go? zero and three Miami jets, new Orleans first three weeks for new England. Ooh, nice. One and two would not surprise me at that point. Yeah, I mean, you you ask yourself, can they make it to their bye week? Because sometimes that's when changes come. Their bye week's not till week fourteen, dude. And a bunch of teams have bye weeks in week fourteen. This is going to be a very strange year, man. I mean, that one extra game is going to make a big difference for if guys are healthy or not. Are we going to see players maybe not try and push through injuries as much because they know the season's longer? And they don't want to break down, you know. And, and now there's only one team from each conference getting a bye. So, so could it be the other way around where we're seeing teams really try and go all out to get that one bye? And how much of an advantage? You know, this is the first time they threw this curveball into into our uh, analytics as far as gambling and all these equations that these mathematicians come up to and, and to, to get you gambling numbers. I don't think they have a circle so much as, as as how much this really means having that extra game and having only one conference, have, you know, be the home team and then have to switch. I think there's just a, that other element. I don't think they have it pegged down to exactly the number, and there's going to be value whether it goes against you or, or for you. There's a space there that, that, that is unknown. There is. And, and with all those buys coming in week 14, as a fantasy football player, it makes me think, hmm, maybe I'd like a kicker on one of those teams with a week 14 bye. You know, so you don't have to worry about your kicker for the first 14 games of the season. You know, or maybe maybe a defense that has a week 14 bye. You kind of grab them because you just put them in your lineup and, and let them roll. But it, there's going to be a lot of unknown. That's what's kind of cool about this, right? One thing we do know is the Texans aren't favored in any game underdogs all season long. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are favored in every single game going forward. The only game that even comes close, I guess you could say, would be week three at the Rams. That'll be a good game. I think Stafford's going to have a nice year. What'd you think about Dallas at Tampa Bay opening night, right? Uh, Tampa Bay give, giving six and a half points. Yeah, I and with Dak coming back, it looks like he's on schedule to be ready to go. I think it's going to be a, an awesome opening game. But the home team that wins the, the won the Super Bowl the previous year, they almost always win those games to kick off the season. So, I don't know. I'm I'm pumped, though. Like, Dallas versus Tom? 
That's gonna a be, big game. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. You look like you got a ticket already. And if I know you, <laughs> it's got Brady on it's that It's always ticket. got Brady on my tickets. 713-780-3776. If you want to get anything as far as lines, as far as basketball today, too, because we talk about scheduling and taking advantage of spots. I got a few spots that you could take advantage today in the NBA. Moneyline, ESPN, 97.5. ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Real Let's go. fun sports. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Preakness went down yesterday. Not that I'm the biggest horse racing guy, but horse racing guys out there have been pumping his chest, right? Because he's like, man, we're under the spotlight for the last few weeks. Yeah, like, welcome to my world. Only thing that I take out of this Preakness stakes is one, Ron Bauer pulls the surprise that, that I had him not involved in anything. And two, I didn't know how... I don't even know what to call it, how how saucy they let you get at this Preakness. I don't know if you're aware, man, but the Preakness used to be BYOB. <laughs> Just think about that. They they canceled BYOB back in, I believe, 2009 because it, it was getting too rowdy. BYOB. Then I start investigating into this, like, man, is this the only place? And they start, I mean, there's stories you can... There's videos all over the internet. You could go down a rabbit hole. You'll never stop. Basically, they end up coming. They have the the run. You know, they're the runs of the roses or, or whatever they call it. The runs of the porta potties. Basically, these people were getting so plastered on this BYOB that it, once you get in on the infield, they would they had the porta potties lined up. You know, for people to use them there, but they were so close to each other that people started. You basically made an obstacle course on top of them, and they would film each other. Women, if you go, just just type in run a, a run run for the potty or run for the porta potties as they call it, and there's videos all over. And you got women, men, old, young. They're they're running from one porta potty on top of it to another. Some of them slip, you know, come down on the side. I've seen a porta potty broke. Just this is what you get whenever you get BYOB. This this year they did, they changed it up a little bit and they did bottomless beer. <laughs> Budweiser showed up. Uh, $40 ticket to get in, and, and that's what you get. <laughs> that, what? Dude, that reminds me of uh, when they used to have the Boktoberfest thing. Ooh. You know, and you're just like, basically, as soon as you get a beer, just go stand in line at the Porto Potty. You know what I mean? Because by the time you finally get to use it, you will have to go. I went to, you the, know? <laughs> I went to the fight last night. First off, it was cool having that many people again, you know. Just, yeah. No mask enforced, though. It's a no mask world now, though, which, all right, I guess. I mean, I went to the Astros game a few weeks ago, and you can't walk without a mask. I mean, they're, they're checking you. Once you sit down, you're all right. But this was, I mean, nobody even cared. And UFC was giving out masks at the door. Do what you please. It doesn't matter. It, it, it was insane. It, it was a riot in there, man. It, it was, it, people were acting wild just for no fights in the crowd. Of course. I mean, just, I saw an F Jake Paul sign. Uh, I agree with it. Then a, 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 a chant came out, F. Jake Paul. The Wave came out at a UFC uh, fight. Just a little bit of everything, man. Uh, just 
Jake Paul, man, what do you make of this guy? We, we, what the hell are we doing? You know, every time I see him, I say, so, so how the hell did we get to this point? You know, like, out of, all, out of all the talented people, and I'm not saying he, I'm not going to say he's not talented or he is. I don't really know too much about him other than when he started making ruckus in sports. But now all of a sudden, this man is making money. He called out Dana White for underpaying all these fighters, and, and, and what he put him is basically how they say, man, he, he killed that man. He basically killed that man. He told him, after everything, all those fighters that you've had, and me, after the little bit of fights I've had, I've made more money than just than, than outside of two guys, Khabib and Connor. Those are the only two guys in the history of UFC. We're talking about go back to, to GSP, go back to anyone. And Jake Paul has made more money than them already other than McGregor and Khabib. <laughs> well, I mean, he's good at marketing, right? I mean, we're talking about him right now. The whole thing where he grabbed Floyd Mayweather's hat the gotcha, other cat. day. Yeah. You know, and it made me think of Hot Rod with Andy Samberg, like, totally my hat now. And he just took his hat. I put it on our Facebook page. I thought it was funny. But, dude, he's great at promoting himself. And, yeah, I guess a lot of these UFC guys, they don't make as much as you think they do. He's great at exposing himself, though, too, because he likes to be on social media or whatever. Well, there's a video of Jake Paul on Instagram showing him and his friends driving golf carts through the beach in Puerto Rico. They're, they're hot-dogging. They're doing donuts. Look at me. Well, you can't do that in Puerto Rico because it's nesting season for sea turtles. Right? Of course. I should have known pro- that. They, fed- <laughs> they federally protect wildlife, and this is illegal. Well, you know, if you already have a, a magnifying glass under you, everyone wants Jake Paul to get his ass whooped when well, this is the way to get him in trouble. You know, all the Karens of the world. I don't even know what they call Karens in Puerto Rican. Right? Like in Puerto Rico, I'm sorry, they, they speak Spanish, not Puerto Rican. In Puerto Rico, um, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know what to do with this. But now he's in trouble. They sounded an alarm. Now uh, the feds, I don't even know what they call him there, but they're after him. It just... You know, once you get so much exposure, people get tired of hearing from you. You know, that's just kind of second nature. We saw that with, like, remember, like, when everybody turned on Justin Bieber because all you heard about him was, you know, speeding through neighborhoods in his Lamborghini and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's just natural. Once you hear from somebody a whole lot, you really start hating them. Bieber's lived, like, four lives. Yeah, and seriously. Like he's, he's been a different guy about four or five different times. Now when you hear him and, and he tries to tell you, like, the truth, like, on these slow songs about yeah. what was going on, you're like, man, you were acting wild. You were you were two cigarettes from Aaron Carter. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He was about, he, he was real close to, to touching those territories, and uh, I'm glad he made it out <laughs> no for the believers out there. And remember, the thing that kind of – kind of reset his image was remember him doing the the roast on comedy central where everybody just bagged on him for an hour <laughs> yeah, you know and, that like, kind of, all right, and then everybody's like all right well we got it out of our system like all right we're okay with you now bieber 713-780-3776 we're chopping it up mixing it up a little bit here talk about people that pop up in celebrities that pop up every once in a while travis barker right like yeah we've heard just man from women he dated to the to the what to the was was it a helicopter or plane I think it was accident a plane, plane crash plane. or something he burned a whole bunch of his yeah. body yeah now all of a sudden Travis Barker is a he's a baby Kardashian you could call him you know he, he's in there he's in mixed up I guess he got the one that I would go for Courtney Courtney yeah which one of the Kardashians if you had to I don't know which one's which you know <laughs> I, I know Kim. I don't know if Chloe's a man or not. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't even know that yet, so don't ask me these questions. Either way, 
he's with Courtney. It's it's the it's the couple we didn't know we needed. We lost we lost uh, J Lo and A Rod. Well, we got Travis Barker and Courtney Kardashian, and this man is serious. People go back to when they first started dating. I think it was her birthday, and and he he tattooed her name. But the many say he's got about eleven hundred tattoos. Many say, "What does that mean?" Yeah. But this man's got everything tattooed on himself, from donuts. I mean, if you look, he's got like a donut here, a pizza slice here, you know, a friendship bracelet here. You're thinking, man, he's got everything. So this doesn't mean much. But this man now comes out and he says he has a candle, and this smells like Courtney's orgasm candle. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's what it. It even it even has a label. This smells like Courtney's orgasm candle. <laughs> that's what it literally says on the candle. Yes, literally. Look, <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what to do. And, and it's her that posted. Like, 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 somewhere along, you draw a line. Like you say, man, if if a guy ever tattoos my name on his neck, you know, if if a girl t- tattoos, you, you know, you, a man's name wherever. Then you're okay, man. Now you're like, that's a little extreme. And now all of a sudden, you're, this doesn't draw a line like, all right, this is a little freaky here. I don't even know what that means. And, and the, you put the light to it, and it's, <laughs> right? It starts smelling like a motel, right? Like, like the Palace Inn. It's going to smell like the Palace Inn. You don't know what it smells like. Go to a Palace Inn on the way, on the way home. Just tell them that you want to get a look <laughs> of the room before you decide to make any commitments. Does it smell like Astro Glide? Like, what? You just, <laughs> like, what is that? What you walk that up mean? to the bed and you dust it. You know, you just hit it a few times, and, and, the, and, the, and the aroma comes out of, of things that have been. Soiled into those mattresses. <laughs> That's the key word right there. If a mattress from from the Palace Inn could talk, dude, you don't want to hear those stories. <laughs> no, he's in jail for life. That mattress that could talk. They locked him up. They said we we can't have you telling our business. I mean, I think back sometimes. I mean, I, I mean, I think we've all been there at one point or another. A little Palace Inn moment, or, or or Scottish Inn, whatever you want to call it. I think now when I drive by and I'm thinking, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> Like, like, I should still be taking a shower and rubbing alcohol after going in that place. I think one of them actually has, like, stripper poles in some of their uh, their rooms. Like, seriously. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine doing that for the wife. Like, I got this nice little weekend getaway for us. A jacuzzi something, tub? Yeah, yeah. Something real special. And you pull up into the, <laughs> the palace inn. How would that go over? You need somebody to come wipe it down. Like, I don't think this was uh, clean properly. COVID regulations before I, we came and used it. No, the things that happen, man, at, I've seen some wild things. I've seen some wild things in my times at hotels, motels. Like I said, every Palace Inn or, or Motel 6, they, they usually got a Waffle House close to them. Yeah. And that Waffle House is usually jumping after about 1 o'clock in the morning. About 1 a.m., 2 a.m., it starts jumping. And, and most of the people that go to that Waffle House, they migrate right over to that to that Motel 6. Tell me I'm lying if you're listening out there. You know exactly what I'm talking about if you've been in these situations. 713-780-3776. We're talking everything from, from the PI to, to massages with Watson. This is Moneyline ESPN 97.5. ESPN 97.5.